0: It's the Golf Insiders giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 the game.
2: Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G flying solo tonight. Um, but not quite alone with my man Chris V behind the glass, keeping me company and on track, as always.
1: Holly, Thank you, Chris. Oh, it's
3: my pleasure, Holly. I love being here with you.
2: Aw, sweetheart, you are. But, uh, hey, lots happening tonight. It's going to be, like, Christmas in July here at the Golf Insiders because... We got a couple of contests we're kicking off. We've got some swag to give away, as always. And um, we are now excited to announce we teased this big time last week, but our Golf Insiders VIP golf card is now on sale. This is our very own exclusive card you get the chance to play 11 of some of the most exclusive golf courses around the Central Florida area. Um, and some of them, I can say, you can't get on unless you actually have this card. And 99 bucks will get you the Golf Insiders VIP golf card. All you got to do is go to our website, www.thegolfinsiders.com. Go check it out. All the information's there, all the course descriptions and um, all you got to do is uh, pony up your credit card and we'll pop one in the mail to you. It's good through October and a chance to play some great golf courses for cheap. You get 18 holes uh, plus cart at each of uh, each of the participating courses. So uh, go check it out. The Golf Insiders VIP golf card at our website, www.thegolfinsiders.com. Or you can go to 740 The Game. Plenty of places to pick it up buy one for a friend maybe your favorite foursome maybe as a gift for somebody special on your birthday list uh this month and if we're um if any of you out there have an aspiring junior golfer we have a very very special uh contest that we're going to be running for the month of July and that is going to be a, a summer golf camp that we will be giving away, a junior summer golf camp at the Gary Gilchrist Academy. The Gary Gilchrist Academy located up at Mission Inn Resort in beautiful Howie in the Hills. Gary, one of the best junior golf instructors in the country, rated top 50 by Golf Digest, top 100 teacher, Golf Magazine, and he's right in our neck of the woods, Gary Gilchrist. So if you go to our website again, thegolfinsiders.com, you can register to win for one of your junior golfers. There are three different camps that will be offered in August, and all of the information is there. So if you've got a, a child, a girl or a boy, who uh, is interested in getting some of the best golf instruction In the country, this is an $1,800 value. Did that perk you up if you're uh, sitting in traffic? $1,800 to get some of the best instruction at one of the best junior golf academies in the world, right in our backyard, Gary Gilchrist Academy. And Gary will be on the show a little later on. So um, we're going to waste no time, though, and go right to one of our favorite golf insiders and get some of the scoop on the Greenbrier, which ended in a fantastic four-man playoff, as well as his thoughts on the upcoming British Open championship at St. Andrews. Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. Hey, Todd.
1: Hey, you guys. How are you?
2: Doing well. Just me flying solo tonight, my friend. Oh, that's all right. You can handle it. I, I think so. I think so. So, you know, we thought maybe things would be kind of quiet after the U.S. Open, but we've had two playoffs in a row, and What an exciting tournament it was on Sunday with a lot of different things going on. Robert Streb uh, damaging his putter on number nine and having to putt with his wedge. That was pretty interesting to watch. Uh, Tiger having a nice little bounce back, a bogey-free round Sunday, shooting 67 and tied for 32nd. And, um, of course, David Hearn and Kevin Kisner in the mix for the playoff. And Danny Lee coming out on top as his first-time winner on tour. Tell us about Danny.
1: Well, Danny is a former U.S. amateur champion, uh, and he has a tour as an amateur. Um, he's actually not quite met expectations uh the early years on the PGA Tour. He went down to the Web.com Tour, uh, as a matter of fact, not too long ago. But finally, he's feeling confident. And I won't say this. He's had to, he's had to adjust to the United States culture. Although he's from New Zealand, he's, Originally, his family's from Korea. Uh, he didn't really speak very—he he didn't speak English very well uh, when he was over here uh, on the PGA Tour. But he's adjusted. Uh, he's one of the more likable guys on the PGA Tour, and uh, I think this is going to—this is going to do a lot for him. Uh, you know, he's got that belief now that not only does he belong on the PGA Tour, but also he can now win on the PGA Tour. So uh, I, I would expect some good things from Danny moving forward.
2: Uh, Bubba, now a resident at the Greenbrier, thought maybe he might, um, you know, play a little bit better. But maybe a, a little, little bit of a, of an overhang from the week before in his in his win at the Travelers.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it does generally take a lot out of players when they win. I mean, and that may sound strange, but um, you know, when a player. When a player wins, he's, he's mentally fatigued because you need to be so sharp, uh, much more than physically. Uh, you need to be more sharp mentally to to win on the PGA Tour, and it takes and it can take some emotion out of you. Now, some can handle it better than others. I'm not saying that Bubba, um, you know, can't win back to back on the PGA Tour, but uh, you know. He, he, he just—I I didn't really think he was just quite into it as much as he was with the Travelers, but you know, and that, and also he's—you know, he was he's coming off with a long run. He played the U.S. Open and the Travelers and the Green Bar. He, he may not have just been there mentally.
2: Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Uh, the big breaking news, of course, um, happening uh, just a short while ago: Roy McElroy announcing that he's going to miss the Open Championship, Todd, with a ruptured ligament in his left ankle.
1: The probably, the, well, without a doubt, the smart move uh, by Rory. Uh, when you have something like that, you don't want to push the injury. Um, you don't want to come back too early, um, especially, to be honest with you, if you're a golfer, because there's so much timing and mechanics involved with a good golf swing, and Rory has one of the best on the planet. And if you come back with an injury and you try to protect that injury, and in his case it would be his left ankle, you would likely have to alter your swing. You have to alter your timing, your aggressiveness, if he is a very aggressive swinger, at the golf club. And, and that may have some repercussions for months down the road. Um, his swing may be off. His game would be ultimately off. Um, so, you know, this is smart by him and his entire team. Dr. Steven McGregor, his uh, swing coach, Michael Bannon. It's so, like, Hey, you know what? I know you want to be the, be at St. Andrews as the defending champion, as the number one player of the world, but you now this is a smart thing to do, and I actually commend Royd for doing this. I think this is this is quite intelligent, animal. and I mean he's going to have many, many more opportunities to win major championships.
2: And we've certainly witnessed what's happened, particularly with Tiger, when he's pushed through some of his injuries and uh, you know the resulting surgeries and and uh, recovery from from all of that. Was did it happen playing soccer, Todd?
1: It did happen playing, according to Rory, it happened, uh, he called it having a kickabout with some friends playing soccer. He wasn't like playing a game like we saw the Women's World Cup. Uh, the, the ladies participating Yeah, there, I, was, you know, I was wondering if he'd been
2: inspired or something watching the women.
1: <laughs> well, Rory's passionate about soccer. Um, he's always been passionate about the game. Uh, he, he grew up as a Man United fan. Um, he likes to play. Uh, from what I understand, he's actually pretty decent player um but you know i've heard some people criticize him for playing soccer or doing something athletic you know that could that could increase the risk of injury so close to a us open or right in the middle of the major championship season i mean you got to live your life and you, you, i don't i don't care who you are and if he wants to do something passion, I, passionately then yeah go do it i mean we're not talking about him skydiving. We're not talking about him doing slalom skiing or something. He's just kicking the ball around in the in the backyard. I mean, last year, I was covering the Dubai event on the European tour, and I just stepped off a curb, and next thing I know, I was in a, a, a Dubai ambulance going to a hospital because I messed my ankle up. Oh, you know, my it goodness. Just, it happened. Yeah. yeah. It happened, you know? Yep. So, it's just life. And so, you know, this is, just a, this is something that's a little bit of a setback, but... He'll, he'll be fine. He's too good an athlete.
2: So uh, the John Deere, of course, all eyes on Jordan Spieth. Many probably remembering that Jordan had that fantastic pitch shot out of the bunker on 18 to win his first tournament, first PGA Tour event in 2013. And um, he has you know opted not to play the Scottish Open and play, of uh, course, at, uh, at the John Deere. This is going to be a fun week to watch.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a great tournament. It's it's um, got a lot of birdies. So if you like offensive golf, this is a place. I mean, let's not forget we had a fifty-nine by Paul Goiter, at so the John Deere Classic. So yeah, if you like offensive golf and red numbers, this is this is a tournament to watch. As for Jordan, you know some people said that or believe rather that he should actually be at St Andrews, not the Scottish Open, and scouting that golf course. Um, because this is an opportunity, a rare opportunity for him to win his third consecutive major championship. The last to do that was Ben Hogan back in the 50s uh, in one calendar year. And, uh, you know, but Jordan, I, I don't know which, which way is, is the best. Do you play this week and compete, or do you go out and scout the, uh, the golf course? Jordan actually did it twice this year. He competed at the Shell Houston Open. You remember, he was in a playoff. He lost the playoff to J.B. Holmes. But then immediately after Houston, he went to Augusta and he won the Masters. The week prior to the U.S. Open, he didn't play a PGA Tour event. He was actually at Chambers Bay the weekend before the tournament started, and he was playing the golf course. So he's done both. He's he scouted the golf course early. He's arrived early, and he's also competed and then went on to win. So, um, but this is I, I think the biggest thing for for Jordan is that he, he feels a loyalty to John Deere because they gave him a sponsor's exemption before he was a PGA Tour member. He won his first PGA Tour event there. Uh, launched his career, to be honest with you. And I think if he skipped that event just because he had such great character, I think he would have felt bit guilty. And he may not have been in the best frame of mind as he moved towards the Open Championship. I think that would have lingered with him. So hats off to him again. That shows the kind of character uh, that he has, he's got a 35-year-old head on 21-year-old
2: shoulders. Yeah, no doubt about it. We've we've spoken about that quite a bit. And heck, I I read that he's got a full swing golf simulator in his house, and he's been playing a few holes, uh, prepping for the old course on
1: that. Yeah, those things are expensive. You think he can afford
2: it? Yeah, I I think I and I and I think it's probably pretty realistic. So does he be does he become the outright favorite to win the British Open with uh, McElroy out?
1: Well, according to Las Vegas, he is. Um, he's he is the favorite. I mean, who's going to challenge him? Tell me who's going to challenge him. I mean, it's Dustin Johnson, who I think you know, definitely definitely has a shot, or at least I would I would think he would have a shot. But does he still have scar tissue from the U.S. Open? Uh, Rory McIlroy is not in the field. Tiger Woods, I don't believe, is going to challenge Rory. I mean, I, I think he still makes the cut. Do you see him? Do you see him in the mix come the weekend? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, who who's going to step up right now? Who's got the momentum? So, uh, yeah, you have to call Jordan the favorite. Um because nobody else in the field has more recent memories of winning a major championship than Jordan Spieth.
2: And does uh, St Andrews in particular set up for any particular type of game?
1: Well, I you know, I I've, I've heard that this is, well, I know that this is a power golf course. If you can if you can hit the ball a good ways off the tee, you're going to have such a huge advantage. Um, you know, they were saying the same thing at Chambers Bay. <laughs> and, and look what happened. You know, George's not the longest hitter. Uh, he's about average, maybe a little bit above average on the PGA Tour, but he's not Brooks Kepka, He's not Bubba Watson. He's not Tony Finau big. Um, I mean, you just can't – again, with George Spieth, when – I'll, I'll tell you this quick story if you got a second. When Jordan Spieth won, a very prominent player, who I will not name, said, Jordan's great, he's a good guy, he's a great kid, um, it's awesome to see him win, but, you know, we need to slow down a bit. That swing that he has, the mechanics are off, and I don't know if it'll, it'll hold up under pressure. Well, obviously he proved that player. Uh, he's proved some doubters, including myself, thinking he's too young to be an elite player right now. He's proven it's all wrong. So... Um, those people who do not think that Jordan Spieth has confidence, who, who's, you know, who doesn't really have a shot at St. Andrews, uh, I, I, would, I would stop saying that because uh, Jordan Spieth seems to be proving everybody wrong.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, the, the, the bottom line is he's got one of the most consistent games. And, you know, it could be that Destiny's just kind of lining up for this kid, Todd. Um, you know, uh, the third the major is looking pretty good right now.
1: Well, as far as what Jordan does have, like I said, he's not the longest off the tee. Uh, He's not below average in any category, but he has two big things that I think, personally observing him and talking with him, two big things that makes him an elite player. One, in my opinion, there's no better putter on the PGA Tour. He's the best clutch putter out there. And secondly, his will and determination and heart, I feel, is unmatched on the PGA Tour as well. Uh, and which is remarkable, again, that he has that at the age of 21. So uh, I, those are the two biggest components in his bag.
2: Well, I think he's going to have uh, a a lot of people placing their bets down on him, even though uh, you know the odds may be uh, – the payback might not be as big as if you go for a long shot, but it's going to be an exciting right. week. And I know, as always, the Golf Channel will be giving us wall-to-wall coverage. Todd, as always, thanks for spending some time with us.
1: You got it. Have a great
2: trip. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 740 The Game. Stay with us. We've got more golf talk coming up.
0: Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't
4: believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness.
0: Got the strugglers blues. The
2: We're back. The Golf Insiders blues. taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. The one, the only, your host, Holly G. And uh, we're talking, we're talking golf. We're talking major women's golf, the LPGA, the U.S. Open Championship coming up. And we're going to go live to the press room there in just a minute. But I want to let everybody know that our Golf Insiders VIP golf cart is now available. We teased it last week because, you know, that's how we are. And you can buy it now. Go online, thegolfinsiders.com. Click on the banner on our homepage, and uh, for ninety-nine bucks, you can play eleven of some of the best courses in Orlando, including the brand new Champions Gate Country Club course. Brand new. It's going to be closed and private. Come November, this is your chance to go check it out right now. Great Clifton-Yazelle design. And uh, we've just got some special access and some great courses on this card. So for 99 bucks, grab them quick because uh, we've got a limited quantity. And while you're at it, there are a couple of courses on there out uh, in the Lake County area. And you can go do a stay and play. Pick up your golf card. Come out and stay at the Cinnamon Inn in lovely Mount Dora. We're going to give away a one-night stay there to caller number 5 at 407-916-8255. 407-916-8255. A one-night stay at beautiful Cinnamon Bed and Breakfast. Mm, Their cinnamon rolls, they are the best. But we'll waste no more time. We're going to go to the man that is all Pennsylvania all the time. The one, the only... Tony Leodora from Golf Talk Live and Golf Styles Magazine from Philadelphia in Lancaster for the U.S. Open Championship. Hey, Tony.
1: Hi, Hal. How are you?
0: And a happy U.S. Women's Open Week to you.
2: Yes, Lancaster Country Club. Maybe a course that people aren't that familiar with. I believe it's the first time in central PA that a major tournament is being held Of course, we're used to uh, the Philadelphia area and the Pittsburgh area, but tell us a little bit about Lancaster.
0: Well, it's been flying under the radar for many, many years, a William Flynn-designed golf course. Uh, William Flynn, people know for his work at Shinnecock Hills uh, out on the tip of Long Island or maybe Cherry Hills in Denver. In between those two locations, He came to Philadelphia in the 20s and uh, actually got stuck here. It was sort of a very strange situation, Uh, a strain of tuberculosis or whatever they called it in those days, had him quarantined. So he wound up working in Philadelphia for 10 years, and he built, in, in the Philadelphia area, 14 golf courses, many of which made it into the top 100, most of them private. Lancaster Country Club was one of them. And uh in my opinion, the finest of all of them. But it, it just really was under the radar all these years. Some of the other ones that he did were Philadelphia Country Club, which hosted a number of majors, Huntington Valley, uh, Rolling Green Manufacturers Country Club, the Pines Course at at Atlantic City. All of these are, are William Flynn Designs, Lehigh Country Club. But uh, Lancaster was a great one that uh, really, they they just weren't interested in doing anything national until they did a renovation about five, six years ago, and uh, along with the USGA, it's an amazing property, and it's going to be one of these discovery locations when the people get an eyeful of it for the uh, Women's Open, and the players already are loving it. You know, the last two days, talking to a lot of the different players who are getting their first look, or first time they've even heard of Lancaster Country Club, I mean, rave reviews. Very different from the U.S. Open at Chambers Bay.
2: Yeah, no doubt. And and Pinehurst from last year.
0: Pinehurst number two. You're right. Um, it was uh, not probably an ideal situation running back to back opens there, but they met, the USGA made a lot of money out of that.
2: Yeah, no no doubt. So, um, of course, it was a big breakthrough, uh, major for, um, uh, Michelle, we winning last year. And, uh of course uh, not having quite the year she did last year, but what's, uh, Michelle saying about her game?
0: Well, you know, she, she had a, uh, a press conference today. And she talked about it a little bit. She thinks that she's rounding into form again. Uh, she, she said she likes the summer weather. She likes playing in these conditions and, uh, uh, with the rain that we're getting, which, by the way, right now is torrential, uh, I plan to be back in the office in time for this interview uh, coming out of uh, Lancaster, but we- we're getting a uh, just an absolute downpour so bad that it's caused some really bad traffic jams. So I had to pull over, and I'm doing this from the car because it's just impossible to travel right now. Uh, that's going to make the course off of it very soft, and that will help uh, someone who is a high ball, high long, ball hitter like Michelle Wie, but you make a great point, Hal, uh, in talking about it as a breakthrough thing. We might see another breakthrough this time. There are 10 former women's open champs playing in this tournament this year, but there are also 10 former runners-up playing in this tournament, eight of which have never won an open and three of the ones on that list are Stacey Lewis, um, the, 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 just split me uh, Morgan Pressel and uh Brittany? Suzanne Patterson.
2: Ah, oh, Petterson, yeah
0: suzanne, suzanne Petterson so uh th- these are all players that came oh so close to grabbing the brass ring before. Uh, imagine the breakthrough that it would make. It would obviously, in Stacey Lewis's case, solidify her as number one. But, uh, you know, Morgan Pressel, who has struggled uh, trying to really fulfill the promise she showed as a junior. And Suzanne Patterson, who's won so many times, but not the big one yet.
2: Yeah, that, that really it is surprising. And then, of course, uh, Lydia Ko sitting at number two in the uh, Rolex points. Uh, NB Park at the top of the LPGA Rolex points for the year, so uh, right. this this could be a, an interesting uh, setup for them as well as to who might move into you know either keeping the the first place spot or move into first.
0: Yeah, I, I think you know we're going to get a good look at a a solid leaderboard through this whole thing because we're going to see golf played on a traditional golf course uh none of the uh tricked up stuff that you know we've had to see in a couple of the last majors whether it's men or women uh it's just a return to the classic style of golf that oftentimes is US Open style uh whether it's men or women and uh, and it's a wonderful venue for them. you know how if you remember 2009 when the Women's Open came to Saucon Valley for the first time, which is really not that far away from Lancaster Country Club, it was across-the-board rave reviews for that same kind of old traditional golf course. And I remember Johnny Miller, during a break in the action, uh, the cameras panned these beautiful fairways and sort of gave a beauty shot. And he was actually almost overwhelmed a little bit, and he just said, Look at that picture right there. Look at how spectacular that is. And he said, I hope the women playing in this appreciate the quality of the golf course that they're playing because they're not going to play a better course or a better condition course all year long. And I think they're going to say the same thing this year about Lancaster Country Club. I'm hoping that I'm not sounding like too much of a homer here, but uh, it's a style of golf that I appreciate a lot more than, again, Chambers Bay.
2: Uh, I I couldn't agree with you more, Tony Lee. Especially as you know, having grown up on uh, a wonderful Donald Ross course, Oak Hill Country Club up in beautiful Rochester. So we're we're definitely on the same page there. And uh, it's still uh, you know amazing to me that there's not a an ongoing tour event in Pennsylvania. But of course, we're going to get to see the U.S. Open when it goes back to Oakmont. So that'll be exciting as
3: well.
0: That's right, in Oakmont. And they are going to play the uh, BMW Championship in Aranamink in 2017. So, uh, you know, just one year, you know you know how they rotate that uh, FedEx Cup series at the end of the year. So we'll be back at Aranamink, another Donald Ross course. You make a great parallel with Oak Hill. Oak Hill, is, topographically, is a lot like Lancaster Country Club. It, it's not a – overly hilly course it has the right amount of roll to it um to the to the landscape and i like that
2: well it's going to be a great tournament and um, congratulations to lancaster and thank you tony for spending a few minutes with us stay safe on that drive home
0: well thanks a lot holly and i hope you enjoy as much of this week as uh, as you can and i believe me we'll be enjoying it in pennsylvania too
2: all right. The U.S. Women's Open Championship It's going to be on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, you're going to see the best women in the world competing for our national championship. Thanks so much to Tony Leodore. You're listening to the Golf Insider, 740 The Game. We've got more golf talk coming up. Stay with us.
0: Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us.
1: Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble.
4: Won't pay the price. I love my muni,
0: I think it's nice. it be good to just make it
2: We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Only me, Holly G, tonight, along with the best engineer ever, Chris V, behind the glass, keeping things Smooth.
3: Oh, Holly, stop it.
2: Even if you are not a Buffalo Bills fan, and you hey,
3: sorry, I like winners. What can I say?
2: Dallas Cowboys. You know, seriously. Oh, you think they're going to be Super Bowl champs this year?
3: Even if we're not, we still we're still 2-0 against you in the Super Bowl.
2: Oh, oh, that hurt. That really hurt. Oh, that was so low, guy. Cheap shot. Yeah, yeah, it was. But hey, we got some really, really exciting news going on because. We got a big contest that we're launching tonight on the show, and it's for a very, very special prize. We are giving away one week of training to a junior golfer at the Gilcrest Golf Academy. The Gary Gilcrest Golf Academy is located at Mission Inn, right in our backyard, beautiful Howie in the hills. And Gary Gilcrest. One of the most renowned junior golf coaches in the country. So if you've got an aspiring junior golfer in your family, or you know one, you want to register for this fantastic opportunity. A one-week summer camp at the Gary Gilchrist Golf Academy. Go online to thegolfinsiders.com, and you'll see a banner right on our homepage. Click on it. All you got to do is register. It's easy. It'll take you two and a half seconds. This is an $1,850 value. Are you kidding me? I want to be a junior golfer again. Chris, I don't know. How's your golf game?
3: My golf game's terrible. I could use it.
2: You could, but I don't think you'll pass as a junior. Sure because... I can.
3: I'll shave, then it'll shave off like 10 years.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, um, well, we'll see. I think they might ask for your driver's license though. But anyway, but I don't have one. This is an unbelievable package One week, you got a choice of three different weeks in August. We're going to draw the winner on air July 29th. And right now, it is my extreme privilege to have the one, the only, Gary Gilchrist on the line. Welcome,
4: Gary. Hi, Hi, Holly G. How are you doing?
2: Doing awesome. I might add, not only are you, you know, the best junior golf guy in the country, Golf Digest, Named you Top 50 in America, as well as Golf Magazine Top 100. And you're right here, outside Orlando. (laughs) It's amazing.
4: Well, I really enjoy living there. You know, it's been uh, a lot of fun uh, building the Junior Academy and, uh, you know, reaching out. And uh, I'm always open to help uh, the community in any way I can.
2: Well, you're originally from South Africa, but you've been here quite a while, correct?
4: Yes, I've been here for
2: uh, 22 years. And you have also, along with junior golfers, you have coached some of the you know top professionals, probably uh, most well-known is Yani Tsang, who ascended to world number one on the LPGA Tour. And currently, you're working with Shan Cheng Feng. I think you are at the U.S. Open right now in Lancaster. And uh, she is, what, t- number five in the world right now?
4: Yes, and, uh, you know, it's an exciting week. You know, this is the big one, and, uh, you know, all the girls are here preparing uh, for the week, and uh, it's going to be a very challenging uh, week for them, and only the mentally tough will survive.
2: Well, I hear the, the golf course, we just had some uh, one of the guys from the press room call in uh, telling us a little bit about Lancaster Country Club. Sounds like they're really going to get to play a fantastic track, at at this stage with a player like Shenzhen, what, what are you actually doing? How are you supporting her uh, prior to the tournament?
4: Oh, well, you know, she's just flown in uh, Monday night from China. She had to do a, a tournament over there. So uh, she's only getting to play nine holes every day. So, uh, you know, today was nine holes uh, early in the morning. And, uh, you know, just to get the feel of what shots to play. But like the USGA, you're not sure what tees they're going to use. But it is. It's a fantastic golf course, very fair, a lot of elevation. So club selection is going to be key for the week. Um, The greatest thing about this golf course is that finally I've seen a golf course that has fair greens to put on if they keep the speed, you know, between 10 and 11 and a half.
2: Yeah. um, This, in terms of, um, you know, putting, short game,
4: what are are her big strengths? Um, She's probably one of the most consistent ball strikers in the world. You know, very accurate driver. She doesn't spin the ball um, that much, so there's not much curve on her game. So, again, you know, like any player, if you want to win, you're going to have to learn how to putt the greens. So right now, you know, they had rain. So the greens, especially uphill putts, are very slow. And then, uh, you know, there's a lot of movement on the greens where, you know, it's not that severe, but the greens do move from left to right or right to left. So, you know, distance control is vital. And if you can make those putts pretty much for par, you you will survive and shoot low. You know, the first two rounds, there's so many girls out here, so they're probably going to set up the course probably the easiest. So you need to take advantage, you know, the first 2 days you play.
2: Well, we've got this fantastic contest that we've announced tonight with the opportunity of for a junior golfer to win uh, a week at your summer golf camp. Tell our listeners a little bit about about this camp and and what makes it so special.
4: Well, the thing is, you know, I I'm all about like train like a champion. So they get to feel what it's like to train like an LPGA or PGA pro. So, you know, we take the students through everything from, you know, um, technical feel and competition. And uh, the fun part is that, uh, you know, they get to play on the golf course where the coaches go out with them and work on their strategy and routine. So, it's, you know, the, the, the greatest thing about the camp is that you're going to take home, you know, a practice plan, which, you know, can last two to three months where you know what to do. You have a clear understanding and you're learning something new every day. And the whole thing about me is once, you know, the student gets to learn and have a clear plan, they start seeing improvement. And then from that improvement, you know, the golfer builds confidence. And a golfer with confidence always gets results. So, you know, it's basically putting them in an environment on how you can build confidence through quality practice.
2: And the ages that are eligible for this camp, Gary, is it 8 to 18?
4: Yes, pretty much. I mean, you can tell now golf's getting younger and younger and younger. You know, U.S. kids, U.S. you know, uh, it's amazing um, what's happening, you know, today in golf, where a lot of these students that have come all the way from Taiwan are going to play in Pioneers in the U.S. kids. So, you know... Um, I think it's fantastic getting these young kids out there, learning the game right at a young age. These um, club companies who have, you know, created this equipment for them that you can start playing golf at a young age of three to five and get the right equipment in your hand, I think has made a huge difference in the game.
2: No doubt about it. You were a professional as well, uh, having played in South Africa's Sunshine Tour. And then you trained at the David Ledbetter Academy. Uh, you have worked with a number of PGA Tour players as well, but your, your heart is really in junior golf, isn't it?
4: Well, you know, what is so much fun is to see somebody come in there to an academy and they are trying to break 100 for the first time. And, and you can see over three to four years, and the next minute, you know, the same person qualifies for the Women's U.S. Open. You know, to me, that's remarkable because of the training, uh, you know, the high performance training of today, how quick these young, you know, uh, kids can get good so fast, which, you know, when I grew up back in South Africa, it was always, oh, you know, when you get to in your 30s, that's when you're going to peak. Until when I was growing up, you know, these two young guys, one was Ernie Els and the other one was Ratif Goosen, um, changed kind of the mentality. Of you can get really good uh fast and uh through you know this competition and today all these young juniors have all these you know tournaments that they can go and play and gain more and more experience, so you know all this competition that's around uh Florida is just fantastic for them to go out there and learn and improve with yeah. their game
2: now we are so fortunate to have uh, so many opportunities in terms of tournaments and great courses here in the Sunshine State, as well as your fantastic academy right up the road at Howie in the Hills and Mission Inn. And I might add, too, that you do offer lessons and programs for adults. So if uh, anyone's listening and they want to go check out your uh, adult programs, you have camps, winter training, I know, and a variety of, of, uh, of different programs that if uh, they want to come check out the Gary Gilchrist Academy, it's pretty simple. You just go to ggga.com, right?
4: That's true. Yeah, we love to uh, bring adults in because they're going to, you know, through me teaching juniors, I've just seen amazing results, you know, making things simple, sticking to basic fundamentals and teaching them how to practice with quality. And, you know, I find watching adults today is the biggest, you know, thing that I look at is they don't, you know, focus on the little things that are very important. And they try and play golf with a really poor grip or poor alignment. And this causes them to shoot high, you know, playing golf and and really struggling in a round of golf. So they can just learn the little simple things that just use an alignment rod, which will fix alignment, fix ball position. Straight away, their swing starts to adjust. And they go out there and play better golf. And, uh, you know, it's always nice to be able to shoot under your handicap.
2: Final question, Gary. I know you had the opportunity to try out a product called the Swing Click, which is actually being manufactured in your homeland of South Africa. And you were pretty impressed with this product, weren't you?
4: Yes, I was. I mean, this is going to be a product that uh, you can take to the range. And you don't have to put it on your club to make it, you know, too heavy, you put it on your left arm, and it really helps you, you know, a couple of different things. You know, one, I would say it helps you get your left arm in the right position at the top of your backswing. It also helps you with tempo and rhythm, and it helps you wind your body behind the ball. Too many people uh, don't set up the correct way, and with this, you know, training aid, it can help you with all three, which is going to improve your downswing and you can swing from in to out and hit those beautiful little draws down the middle of the fairway.
2: Well, we appreciate you taking some time, Gary. Uh, Live from the U.S. Open, we'll let you go back to uh, work. Uh, But we just want to say thanks so much. We appreciate our partnership, and we're looking forward to seeing who wins the summer camp.
4: Well, I'm excited to see who it's going to be, and I would love to meet him or her and uh, spend some time and, and watch them Practice and, and enjoy this game I love so much.
2: Thank you, Gary Gilcrest with the Gary Gilcrest Golf Academy. Thank you so much. You're listening to the Golf Insider 7:40. The game. Stay with us. We are going live to the John Deere next.
0: Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really, not so lean mean. back, the
2: Golf Insiders, right. taking you home on the fairways of I-4, right. I wrapping up an hour of intelligent right golf, golf talk, Holly G, G- in the house. I'm and um, you know we've been talking about it the last few weeks, this hot new golf training aid called the Swing Click, way to master your tempo, Rhythm, timing, and consistency. And you just heard it from Gary Gilchrist himself. Top 50 Golf Digest teacher right here in the Orlando area. He thinks it's one of the best training products he has ever seen. So we're going to give away one right now. Because you know we love giving away swag. And we love to improve your game. Call now, 407-916-8255. Caller number 3, 407-916-8255. Get yourself one of these great swing clicks. And don't forget our golf insiders VIP golf card on sale. Go to the You get a chance to play some of the best courses in the Orlando area, including the brand new champions gate country club. This is a fantastic George Clifton design. Central Florida's newest golf gem. And, uh, This is a very special opportunity to play some world-class golf. Check it out, championsgatecountryclub.com, one of our featured courses on the VIP card. And we're going to waste no more time. We're going to go to Adam Schubach from Golf Week to get his thoughts on last week's tournament and the John Deere. Hey, Adam.
1: Hey, good
3: to be with you today.
2: Good to be with you. So a pretty exciting playoff and finish to the Greenbrier I know you were there
3: yeah some great Sunday drama I mean there's I I never saw anything like it Robert Streb you know chipping in uh, I'm sorry making all these uh, putts with his with his wedge he he broke his putter on the ninth hole and then rolls in you know five birdies on the final nine holes including you know a five six footer on the final hole that got him into the playoff and some great Sunday drama with four in the playoffs and, and we went to two extra holes and finally uh you know Danny Lee gets it done, USM champ from back at Pinehurst. He beat Patrick Reed along the way when he won there and so much expected of him winning the amateur at a younger age than Tiger Woods. He was only eighteen years old. We we had him on the cover with uh it said Lookout Tiger, but you know, the first time I really got a good look at him was, was at the Masters the following year in two thousand nine and he kind of had the deer in the headlights look, and, and I, I just, he's still a very soft spoken type guy, and I thought it might take him a while, so this was a big breakthrough for him to finally get a victory.
2: It really was, and um, I think well deserved, and again, another first time winner. And he will be teeing it up in the John Deere this week along with Jordan Spieth.
3: Yeah, I mean, you got to give it to Jordan Speeth honoring that commitment. A lot of people think it's it's foolish of him to play over here in the States the week before that he should go over get it acclimated, not just to the time difference, but also try to learn the intricacies of St. Andrews and, and prepare. You know, he's he's chasing history. Nobody's won the first three legs of the Grand Slam since Ben Hogan in nineteen fifty
2: three. Well I think too, if you wanted to channel some good mojo uh, certainly, for Jordan having won his first PGA Tour tournament at the John Deere, and now looking at the field, I would think um, you know he's he's definitely a favorite for this for the win this week. That wouldn't be a bad way to come into the Open Championship at St Andrews.
3: Yeah, you know, uh, I was talking to Lee Trevino at he was at the Green said you know, and, and his tradition was. He liked to play the week before he wanted to know what was working, what wasn't, so that when he got there, he knew what to concentrate on. He said, if you got to figure out what's wrong right before the tournament, when you show up there, it's too late. So, you know, this is a strategy that seems to work well for Jordan. He played it in Houston and, and lost in a playoff there the week before he played, you know, out of his mind and won the masters. Didn't play the week before um, Chambers Bay, but, you know, I, you know, he feels like he's doing the right thing. He thinks that it, that this is a good way. And you know, kids these days, he's been practicing at home on his simulator, playing St Andrews. So, you know, as far as he's concerned, he's he's learning how to play St Andrews a little different way. But we'll we'll see how it all works out.
2: Yeah, I, I read that as well. I thought that was that was pretty interesting. So you've got a bunch of guys that are over at the Scottish Open who are, you know, hoping to get their Lynx game tuned up. Uh a little bit of uh distraction for Phil Mickelson with, you know, all this stuff going on regarding uh the gambling situation. But what do you, what do you think about Phil in terms of uh the next couple
3: of weeks? Phil uh, he kind of, you know, pushed pushed everything away. Didn't really take take any questions. He just made a quick comment and and moved on and you know, he's he's played so well the last few years he, on Lynx golf courses. That's something he, he, throughout his career, never felt comfortable on. You would have thought he would have won the U.S. Open before winning one in the British, but he got it Muirfield, played played terrific. Uh, you know,
1: I, I don't know. I, I still
3: think that this the St. Andrews, if it plays fast, could set up very well for him. He has shown that he can, you know, get his game together, at the majors, play great at, at, Augusta. Uh, you know, I thought, I thought Chambers Bay was going to be great for him. So, you know, really has, we haven't seen a lot from him. So I think this week how he plays at the Scottish open when he did win the open championship, he had won the week before at the Scottish. So we might get an, a better idea of what to expect from him based on how he plays this week.
2: So we've just got a minute left, Adam. Who um who who in your gut do you think is um you know, is is the pick? I mean, outside of Jordan, obviously now with Rory out of the field, uh, you know, he he's he's the on's on favorite. But uh who's who's your who's your second pick?
3: You know, I I have got a couple of riffs I'll mention to you. I think Justin Rose has had such a great year, it was a little let down the way he played at the US Open. Um you know, Paul Casey has has shown that his game is back in form. And then here's my sleeper pick, Tommy Fleetwood. He has played very well at St. Andrews in the Dunhill. And uh, I, I believe he was maybe even runner-up last year, but he's had a, a really nice run of top five finishes in that event. So there's my sleeper pick for you.
2: Ooh, Tommy Fleetwood. I love it.
3: Yeah, you weren't expecting that one, were you?
2: I wasn't.